Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. I'm Joey. And I'm Judy, and we're so glad you're joining us. We had a little break last week, so we're sorry we didn't have a podcast for you, but we're going to have some bonus ones for you this week just to make up for that. Um, But we are getting some messages in from testimonies from the past weeks that you guys... um, you know, um, trusting God through your transition and different things. Thank you for sending us those testimonies. They mean a lot to us. And um, we're so glad that it's speaking to your lives. Yeah. You know, as, as you, as you share, you know, you're going to have a breakthrough and an experience that of something that we may not have even shared. And so when we Mm -hmm. hear the feedback from you, um, the way that you do, um, it's, it amazes us because we're like, we didn't even say that really, but it doesn't matter because it was your revelation and your experience. And so yeah. we're so glad that this can be an aspect of how you f- feel, get healed, be restored, that your mind maybe gets set free, um, mm-hmm. that you're open to something that you weren't open to before. And, and like like nothing else, this is where we're at. And so we're, we're excited to you. My wife and I were praying and, and thinking about what we wanted to share today, and we're going to dig right into it. So babe, share with yeah. us kind of what was on, the, on your heart. And, and I also wanted to say that we had some... Um, special celebrations this week. Yes, we did. Our 18-year wedding anniversary. And how many years together? Uh, It'll be 22 in October. I asked her out on her birthday. Yes, ladies, I know that that seemed like a trick because then I would never forget it. Um, Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But what I will (laughs) say is that, man, it has been an adventure being with you, babe. Yeah. Um, There's never been a dull moment, Um, (laughs) whether it's playing tennis and getting competitive out there or... Or parenting our kids together or seeing personal, spiritual, financial breakthrough together. Um, It's been an amazing journey. And sticking through the hard stuff. The hard stuff, absolutely. It's like, you know, we've been together so long. Why why try to start all over again? (laughs) It seems so draining. Nobody else can put (laughs) up with me. So you're uh, just going to have to stick it out with me. But yeah, we just wanted to share that with you guys yeah. because your uh, our listeners, you guys are like family. So we wanted to rejoice the good news yeah. with you. Uh, we were praying before we started this because we want to talk to you about something serious, um, sex and trauma. And whether you're married, you're divorced, you're dating, um, mm-hmm. maybe you're a young adult or a teen listening to this, but something that is really important that doesn't necessarily always get talked about is sexual trauma, sexual abuse. And Mm. we've encountered as ministers people that then later on in life, you know, get married and end up experiencing different issues and situations in their relationships Mm -hmm. with um, porn, porn in their marriage or infidelity or not, not even knowing what enjoying the fulfillment of sex the way that God created it because of the past sexual trauma that they have experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're going to talk to you from that, from two sides of it, the person that has experienced it and the person that is married to someone that has experienced it. And so I'll start off, but just by sharing, I've, I've gone through a lot of different scenarios and situations and, um, sexual trauma, sexual abuse that you can, you know, and, and physical and verbal as well. But basically when I was about, um, the first one, I think I was maybe five or six and then I was 10. Um, and so it was different 
types of abuse that I had went through um, by different people, um, sitters, and um, different things that I experienced that I should never have experienced as a child. And so I felt like I had, like my purity was lost or or stolen um, Mm. and robbed from me. And I was very confused. And so I feel like that confusion brought upon kind of like shame kind of Mm -hmm. like, hey, hide it. Or um, I know the devil will try to tell you, like, you must have done something to provoke that older man that's, you know, your father's friend to touch your private parts or um, whatever it was. And if you're feeling that way, I just want to first of all tell you it's not your fault. And there's so much healing and freedom um, when, when when you intentionally choose to walk through it. And I want to tell you, like, um, it wasn't time that healed my wounds. Mm. It was in being intentional with my healing. That's and good. so I don't think like, hey, if you were abused, you know, just wait 10 years and you'll be fine. That's not true because the body does keep the score and your body can feel like it just happened to you yesterday if we choose not to intentionally heal something traumatic. And mm-hmm. so I kept those things for a long time to myself and I didn't share them with my spouse Um because it was embarrassed, embarrassing, and we got married very young, so I was like, I don't want to really tell him what I went through, and so I really felt like I, you know, I'll just keep it to myself. And when I finally did tell him, like, hey, I've gone through some of these things, and I've been sexually abused multiple times, and sometimes I, I knew at least for me, and I'll let Joey speak on his end, is I felt like part of me was maybe sometimes felt like, is sex perverted? Is this right? Is what we're doing right? Because something had perverted it for me when I was little, and that was that trauma that got stuck. Mm-hmm. Until I got, until I learned like, hey, but God never created sex to be this way. And is it always yeah. going to feel this way for me? Or am I always going to have, um, not that it wasn't enjoyable, but is it the afterthought? Like, am I going to have guilt associated with sex every time with my, you know, mm-hmm. when it shouldn't? And so those are things that after exposing and revealing, I had to f- walk through healing of that. Am I doing the right thing? Am I a good sexual partner? Um, am I always going to struggle with this? And I'm and I'm not giving myself fully to my spouse because I'm not trusting. So it's like, okay, let's just get it over with. Like, so those are some of the things. Yeah, and and you know what I think too is is being along the journey. You know, being with you since we were 15. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know all of that, none of that, really, when we were right. 15, 16, 17. I don't think you told me even until our 20s Yeah. Um, about some of it. Because we were married when we were 19, so yeah, we were already married early. when we found this out. She, ro- she robbed me early. Just joking. <laughs> no, but um, but I will say this. I think that the first thing you do have to do is to, is to, is to allow yourself to not experience shame anymore. Right. Um, the shame is more of the killer than, than you reliving the act in your mind because you're stuck. And, and shame kind of gets you sealed into that. How arena did you feel things. when I shared that with you? Did you like just I felt, being honest I mean, with everybody? Yeah, I felt I felt I felt really bad for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we were already married when you shared that with me, I felt like, man, I wish I could have been there to protect you. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost I, I got angry at mm-hmm. whoever it was, mm-hmm. uh, even though I didn't know them. I've never met them. Mm-hmm. Um, I got angry, um, and then and then after I went through those gamut of feelings of feeling, you know, you know, angry for you, defensive for you, then I felt sad for you. 
Um, and, and I understood. Mm-hmm. It was like I started to understand why, you know, certain things in intimacy weren't easy for you. Right. And it gave me some compassion. Mm-hmm. But I totally understand why you didn't tell me, you know, in the beginning. Right. Because that's a lot to dish out in in a conversation. And there has to be a layer of trust. Right. Because that's a very vulnerable place to be in. And so the way I processed it was was allowing myself to experience those emotions, anger, frustration at whoever did that, and then also sadness, and then compassion. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we can run and go all in on the anger part and never experience compassion. But if I don't ever have compassion for you, I can never participate in your healing. Right. So what would you advise someone that maybe is engaged to someone and and they know like, hey, my partner has experienced, and this is not just women. We have met males that have gone through sexual abuse Absolutely. too, and they're very embarrassed yes. and ashamed to tell someone. Mm-hmm. So what what advice would you give to someone mm-hmm. um, that was that is maybe in the same situation as you? Maybe they're not married yet. Maybe they're dating someone, and they know mm-hmm. they've they've disclosed a history of sexual abuse and trauma. Mm-hmm. Would you say you know? that they can work through it or run away, you know, get away now? Or um, yeah. what kind of advice would you give someone th- well, for that? Well, I definitely would not advise running away mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, you never attached yourself or connected to that person because they were a sexual being. Mm-hmm. You attached and connected to them because you were connected to their soul, to their yeah. physical person, to their spiritual person, to even to their emotional person. And so I don't think running away is, is never the answer. Um, s- secondly is is the, the way that, that you should have it is just open communication. Um, communication, and hear this because I think this is important. Communication with the other person that experienced the trauma being the thermostat on how much they're willing to talk about. Right. Because I can ask you a million questions, but you not may not be ready to answer a million right. questions or you may mm-hmm. make you relive that. But at least being available to say, I'm here to listen to understand you. What right. can what can you share with me? How can I help you? That is a powerful word. How can I help you in this process? Right. Maybe they say nothing. Just be available. Just be sensitive. And mm-hmm. when I, when I don't want to experience something or do something now, and you know why, it's not rejection to you. It's more right. experience that I'm having. And so communication is huge. And be be available. So mm-hmm. don't just ask that question and and try to move on to the next sexual intimacy moment. Right. But really be available. Mm-hmm. to hear, to understand, and to participate with whatever level they want to help, want you to. Right. And I think it's so important. I want to reiterate this again is um, to intentionally pursue your healing. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. Because, like I said, there is no uh, clock and time frame that can say, hey, you know, by next week you're automatically healed by... Um, the rape, the the sexual abuse, whatever it is that you have experienced personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was just someone introduced you to porn at a very young age and robbed your eyes and your innocent mind from something you shouldn't have seen Absolutely. yet. We've met a lot of people that have gone through that too. Mm-hmm. And then they became addicted to porn before they even knew what it was. They didn't even know any of those things. So whatever that is, be intentional in the pursuit of your healing so that when you do meet your partner, or maybe you're married now, um, you can experience the healthy side of sexual intimacy that God created. The devil didn't make it. Porn, the porn industry didn't make it. They take 
a God-giving thing and they twist it for sickness and darkness and wickedness. That's but God right. created it for oneness, for for spouse spouses and uh, for spouses to experience um, closeness together, mm. uh, pleasure together, and it can be fun. And I didn't even realize that. Oh my gosh, it can be so fun. And some now it's so fun that I embarrass my husband when I send him <laughs> like pictures or I make him giggle or I you know shy. Yeah. And to me, that's a sign of healing yeah. because before. And even still at times, but if you don't pursue your your healing from the sexual abuse or trauma that you have gone mm-hmm. through because you were used sexually and abused sexually, you're going to feel like your partner's doing that to you too. Mm. You're going to feel like they're using you or they're only kind and nice to you when you get sex because that's how that person, that perpetrator was to you. They were only nice when you, when they touched you inappropriately and offered you gifts or candy or whatever Mm. it was. And so any new partner you experience, and maybe you have um, experienced multiple partners and you weren't married and you're like, well, this is what they want anyway, so I might as well Mm -hmm. give in to them because of that trauma, because of that mindset. Um, So I have a question for you too, going through with this is, what do you feel after learning, being married to a spouse that has gone through sexual trauma? um, What do you, how do you feel that affected your parenting? Oh, I mean, it brought awareness. Um, You know, Judy and I both um, really honed in to make sure we educated our kids. Right, and so we, I, we highly recommend that because that's something that that we did, and and it helped keep our kids aware. I mean, even down to the stuff that's very simple, like these are your privates; nobody touches them. I remember a funny story. I even it's, said the mouth, your mouth, your is mouth your is private even a private, which too. is which is which is true, you know. But I remember a funny story. My my wife was always telling Nadia, like nobody touches your private parts, nobody <laughs> does this, and she had a little dance recital, and uh, and they had to measure her for some special pants. And when they're measuring her, they're like they went to go measure her and in the thigh area. In the thigh area and it you know, and she's like, No. And she pulled away and she's that's my private. <laughs> and so my mom had to come we had to take her to my mom because my mom does a seam really do does good with seamstress stuff. And she had to measure her because we taught her very well. Judy taught her very well to make sure nobody <laughs> touches your private, even when it was like an yeah. an appropriate occasion. So I would say education conversation. Don't be afraid to talk about it. If you're afraid to talk about it, let me tell you that your fear of talking about it does not keep an avoidance of it happening. Right. And so just because you don't mention it, just because you don't talk about it, just because it maybe never happened to you doesn't mean it won't ever or cannot happen to your kids. So you have to educate them. Secondly, and that was a big fear of mine. Oh yeah. I mean, we didn't let our kids stay at anybody's house for a long right. period of time. I mean, we wanted to make sure that they were old enough um, to be able to communicate to be able with to communicate us if something in was, detail, yeah, um, what could happen? So, just so you know, a five, a six, a seven-year-old can't really communicate in detail. So, we made it a rule. We came into agreement mm-hmm. of when it would be an appropriate age for our kids to spend a night somewhere, and also who that would be with. And, I still know families yeah. that never let their kids stay. Oh, anywhere. of course, of course, yeah. and that's your and that's your prerogative if that's what you're doing. But so education setting boundaries of agreement, but then also making sure that you ask your kids, hey, without judgment and letting them know that it's a safe place to communicate with you. It's telling them, you know, when they when they were gone or they went on a camp, hey, how are things? Did anybody do anything inappropriately? You'll never be in trouble. So telling mom and dad, you'll never be in trouble. We just want to help you. Our job is to protect you and to take care of you. Right. And our kids are always open to talking to us about anything that we ask them. They would laugh like, no, why why would anybody do that? But (laughs) but that's kind of the answer. Hopefully that answers the question. It used to be the random question from us like, mom, really? Um, But, you know, I think 
I, I didn't want to become that overprotective person, but because I guess I was still healing through what my experiences mm-hmm. um, is, you can use the, your experience to to teach you something as well, so that uh, to help prevent prevent it, right? Yep. But learning that man, you cannot be there twenty four seven for mm-hmm. your children. But you, like you said, we can educate them, we can teach them, we can um, teach them that they have their own voice, the power of saying no, you know, et cetera. Especially if they're little and they're in a situation where maybe. Maybe they're being talked to uh, abusively or or someone is trying to touch them inappropriately. But, you know, when they would mm. want to stay the night constantly, and I'm like, no, no, no. Um, finally, when they were like in their teenage, I was able to share with them, hey, mom went through this and it... it a couple times it happened at a friend's house when I had a sleepover, you know, in mm-hmm. um, right before middle school, like grade school still. And one very uncomfortable situation where I wasn't necessarily physically touched, but I stayed the night at my friend's house. I was like in fourth or fifth grade and I um, woke up. We fell asleep in the living room watching television. And I remember waking up because I heard the door front door open and I got scared. Well, that was her father coming in from work. And um, he walked o- over us um, to go get a beer out of the fridge and just sat and watched TV. But I felt so uncomfortable because he was staring at me. And so when I caught him staring at me, I was like, just pretend you go to sleep and nothing will happen. And by that time, I had already been sexually abused twice. And mm, so I wow. remember thinking, no, God, please don't let it happen again because I really like this friend. Mm. And so going in there already having that trauma, and um, I don't even think, I think only my mom knew about one of the one of the abuse situations, but not my dad. And I remember thinking like, yeah, her, her dad didn't touch me or anything, but just the fact of like being stared at while he's drinking and et cetera, I just remember thinking, no, if I stare at him, he's going to come touch you, et cetera, because I had those traumas. Yeah. I have a question for you, babe. What, what, what did it take? inside of you to want to talk about this for the first time with anybody? Um, I feel like one of the things that really helped was coming across people and immediately discerning they've been sexually abused. Mm. Whether I shook their hand or I gave them a hug or just in talking to them, the Lord will will reveal like, hey, they've gone through sexual abuse. And again, this is men too. And it gave me so much compassion. And I didn't expose it to them and say like, yeah. hey, I know you were abused. Like sometimes mm. if we did get a chance to pray together, God would allow me to say like, hey, I know you've gone through some, some, some trauma and some abuse in your past. I have too. And that um, definitely creates opportunity to be able to share and heal together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, there's so much power when someone else meets someone that you would never expect to like have gone through what you've experienced to say like, hey, me too. And I've overcome it, that it gives someone else hope. Like, wow, me too. Like, I I would have never guessed you went through that. And that brings so Mm -hmm. much freedom to be able to share that with someone else. And also, too, um, being able to, like I said, when you're pursuing your own healing is realizing, like, not being ashamed of my naked body. Not being mm-hmm. ashamed of when my spouse touches me, not being, not have, having this go like, oh my gosh, he shouldn't touch me. Oh my gosh, this is so, I'm telling you, this stuff had to heal from me where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, this is no, this is normal. And he's yeah. attracted to me. He isn't like abusing yes, me. You know? <laughs> and so healing from that part, mm-hmm. from those parts where it's like, you know, like I, when when you have been yeah. abused and taken advantage of, there is a shame that comes over your mind and mm-hmm. over your own body and your 
and and yeah. and your sexual organs. I remember feeling like before I used to think, oh my gosh, I think this is is this okay to wear to church? Is this okay to go out? Like I had this fear that everything I was wearing was inappropriate, that everything like or nothing could ever be borderline inappropriate because, again, of those the 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 shame that comes with mm-hmm. having sexual trauma. Yeah, and you want to cover up your shame. You want to cover up your body. Yeah. No, that's so true. I, I, I too, I, I know just the people that we've come across over the years. This can also happen in a, in a marital relationship. Yeah. If you have a husband in the past or your ex-husband and he sexually abused you. Yes. Um, there are women. Or that, they use the scripture. Or Yeah, or they use that. To and, manipulate and, and, sex. And, and, to, and to say, hey, this needs to be a physical thing and it's all about the men. That's abuse. I just want you to hear, I want you to hear that, that that wow. is also abuse. That, that you're supposed to mutually agree to, to sexual um, encounters with, with one another as husband and wife. And, and I want to tell you this right now. You should right be now. able to feel safe. Absolutely. Comfortable, fun. And, and enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. And, but I want to share this, especially with men. I'm not saying that women don't struggle with this, but predominantly men do. Um, this is not just transactional. Like, you, it's our job to make our wives feel safe, to make our wives feel feel like we care for their bodies we and we want them to feel pleased and and communicating even during sex throughout sex before sex Mm -hmm. to make sure that 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 this is an encounter and experience that you have together when we opened up in communication in that arena of our life it changed everything and so i want you to hear that you 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 might have experienced that in the past Mm -hmm. even from a spouse and 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 you also need healing from that yeah uh, because you can experience the better side of for that, sure. For sure, there's hope. Yeah, we want to tell you that there's yeah. the, there's hope to it. You know, God wants you to have a healthy relationship, um, healthy sex, sexual relationship with your marriage now, um, with um, your fu- you know, like I said, if you're dating or you're engaged with your future spouse, with your future mm-hmm. relationship, and also not being afraid to date. If you're like, hey, you know, I'm just putting myself out there and I'm dating, but I do have these traumas from mm-hmm. an ex-spouse or from childhood sexual traumas, and I don't know how to share that with them. And I just want to tell you, there's so much freedom in finding that that person, or maybe it is a counselor, and there are mm-hmm. out there sex therapists and counselors, and that can really help guide you along the way. But when you intentionally pursue your freedom, you deserve to be free from it, from Absolutely. the shame, from the guilt, from covering it up, from from feeling like you have to lie for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that you're not the only one is also very, just very comforting to know yeah. and that you can overcome together so that Absolutely. when you have that, uh, have, when you have your spouse, it's not a struggle with what we've seen before is people struggling with promiscuity or, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're, they're putting themselves, themselves too much out there because again, they're just used to that. So they're like, well, this person's going to want this from me anyways. So I might as well right. just do this, but no, that let that person fall in love with your mind and with your heart and with your soul. And when that time comes, and if you're a male or you're a female and you're listening to this and you have gone through sexual trauma, not having the fear of saying like, oh, I can't share this with that person because they're just going to break up with me. And I feel like mm. we're about to get engaged and I don't want them to be like, eh, you have too much baggage. I don't want that in my life. Yeah. But really knowing like, hey, that person loves me for my heart. Like Absolutely. you said, you didn't love me for my body. Like you loved me for me. Yeah. So that creating that safe space. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. I also love your body. 
but, but yeah, uh, you 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 have to you have to be connected. even my stretch marks and all <laughs> everything every mark on you doesn't matter. Uh, and this is the last thing I want to share. Um, number one, I, I feel like when I look at my wife, and, and this is why it's okay to share um, when you feel safe and when you feel like it's a trustworthy place. Right. When I look at my wife and I know the experience she had, I don't see her as something used, something mm-hmm. hurt something mm-hmm. abused, I look at her as somebody who's brave, somebody who's mm-hmm. courageous, somebody who's healed, somebody that's that's in victory. And so I want you to hear that. Uh, ladies and even men that are listening that have been abused in the past or sexually yeah. molested or, or raped yeah. under any circumstances, when it's safe and you're in a healthy relationship and you feel it's time to share, when you're done sharing, at some point, you should feel cared for. Absolutely. And, and that's really the feeling you go for. And the, and the last segment of this, I just wanted you to, to hear this, specifically for people that aren't married and you're in a sexual relationship with somebody, um, so outside of marriage or you're going to get married soon and you're thinking, man, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't know how to walk myself backwards. These are conversations right. that we've had with people that have been sexually active with somebody, but then they really want to do the right thing, quote unquote, right thing, right uh, to God, the thing that God, they feel God has convicted, you know, convicted them of to change. How do I work my way backwards? It starts with this. Can we start over in, in the essence of our sexual relationship and pray specifically over one another? So um, that, that you can say, hey, we want to start fresh, but let us pray ourselves into that section. You cannot go from being sexually active and unmarried to, and into, into being abstinent until you get married without prayer support. I want right. you to hear that. Once you turn a hunger on and a thirst right. on, it's very difficult to turn it off. You need the Holy Spirit. And so I Holy want you Spirit. to invite the Holy Spirit and not just your healing from trauma, but also your backing in, back into abstinence if you are dating and single. And I want you to hear this. You're not guilty and judged and you should not feel the shame of it. You just make a decision. Jesus is about accepting our decisions. Right. So once you make a decision, he's with you in that decision. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. I feel like there's some some people maybe listening out there that you've mm-hmm. been um, that maybe you are you are married and you've been secretly watching um, watching porn or watching things um, because it stemmed from your abuse or your pro- trauma and you don't want to share that with your partner. Mm-hmm. You don't want to share that with a friend with someone because there's this shame coming down on you but it's it's your sexual arousal it's what's been getting mm-hmm. you off lately it's what's what you think like well this is the only way I need this and so it's getting in your brain and you can still be intimate physically with your spouse but you still don't want to reveal this secret and I just want to tell you uh, come forth with it like there's just so much freedom and and in, you will experience so much freedom in your mind, first of all, in your soul and your spirit, and then sexually in the bedroom with your with your significant other because you decided to expose this the lies that, hey, this is the only way you'll get that sexual pleasure because that's how you got it when wow. you were abused, wow. or this is the only way, et cetera. And that, you know, that's a lie. Um, that, that doesn't happen um, that way. And so we just want to tell you guys, you know, we're proud of you. It takes courage to share with someone, and we believe that we know biblically that God wants everyone that is 
husband and wife to have a healthy sex life. Absolutely. And he wants that part restored. Yep. And he doesn't want you to carry on the guilt and the shame and the faults um, or make you feel yeah. used or make you feel like everyone, not, not every man is like that, not every woman is like that. That's right. Um, and, and you will find that person that you can confide in and That's trust. Right and recover from it and regain and breaking off the old soul ties that were made. Um, And what do I mean by that is, I know, I think there's a scripture in Ephesians and and Corinthians that talks about, um, about weapons being formed um, to tear down the, the lies um, that come against the word of God and just all these things. I'll, I'll I'll maybe uh, look it up and share it on the next podcast that, that exact verse, but basically is when you give yourself, um, some people think like, well, I didn't have sex with them, so I didn't create a soul tie. Well, whatever you give your mind, emotions, and will to is you're basically creating that connection. And that's what that that's right. we mean by the, the soul tie. And so it's attachment. So this may be a um, online video thing that you're meeting with someone online and you're doing things you shouldn't with them. And you're like, well, I'm not physically doing it. So we're not physically touching, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. But these still create ties, you know, and sometimes, and it may not be sexual. Maybe you went through sexual trauma, but you, but you've, you're creating, um, very unhealthy codependent relationships to try to heal from your trauma and you're emotionally giving yourself and regurgitated on people um, because you're not going to your heavenly father to help Mm. walk you through that healing you know so it can be so many scenarios so many things but overall god wants you to have freedom from all of it yeah and and you're not alone you're not alone there you're not the only one that has experienced that you know, I think yeah. it says the most recent stat, which is a sad statistic, but it says one in four kids under the mm-hmm. age of 18 has been molested. Yeah. And that's a sad stat. And I pray that in our time, in our lifetime, that right. that will change. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, is that you're not alone and, and, and people aren't looking at you and they don't sense it and see it. Um, yeah. on you. It's not like a sign you're wearing over your head. But right. We want and to, even society, yeah. right? What oh, society yeah. is saying now is like, try before you buy yeah. and all these Please. things. And yeah. so I, we tell our kids Listen. like, hey, um, uh, talking to them constantly, be honest and open with your children if they're of age, you know, for you yeah. to reveal what you're able to reveal to them. But we tell our kids like, okay, so when you get married and, you know, it, in the society we live in, do you think it's cool to be like, oh yeah, I tried five girls before I before I committed, or I tried five guys, etc.? Um, do you think that that person is going to be like, yes, I can't wait to be with you, and you may give me something, some sort of disease, <laughs> yeah. or would it be cooler to be like, actually, I've been saving myself, and you're, you know, and you're, and and for for that special person that God brings into your life, because you don't want to try it and buy it, That's because right. um, you and what you said helped a lot. Like you didn't see me as like a used individual that has been like tainted or tarnished, but you saw me as a strong daughter of God. So I want to tell you that too. Like if you're not necessarily, if you're like, Hey, well, I'm not a virgin, et cetera, or you've been married before, or you're not married, but you have had sex. Like God can still redeem and restore your purity. That's right. right. Purity is not just a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. And although in physical you cannot you cannot re-enter that space spiritually, which has right. dominion over your flesh, can. Yeah. And so that's what we want to end with. We want to tell you that we're mm-hmm. proud of you. We're with you. We're fighting with you. Continue to share and 
and and uh, give us your testimonies, especially as, as they come in and things have spoken to you. But I want my wife to release a prayer over you. And if this is something that you've encountered um, and that you would receive that right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to pray for victims and uh, and anybody. And you can pray for yeah. the people that um, are married to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for anyone that listens to this, God. We thank you that if if they have experienced any kind of sexual abuse or trauma or rape or um, even even mental abuse, God, emotional abuse, that you are coming into and partnering with them to heal their body, to heal their mind, to heal their soul, to redeem their purity. Thank you, God, that you put a purity ring on their finger. Maybe they are not married yet, God, but they stepped outside. They 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 have had sexual relationships with other people and they regret it. I thank you, God, that in their heart there is no shame, no That's condemnation. Right. It's okay to have regret because that makes us human saying, hey, I want to do better. God, I want to be righteous with you. So God, thank you that you redeemed Thank you that you allow them to have a physical activity, reading the Bible, going on a run, playing playing a sport, doing something where it helps their their human side of it, God, that release the hormones and, and that that desire and that they begin to desire you. Because you made us physical beings. It's not like the desire will never be there. But I thank you that you give them the wisdom in what to do. Thank you for allowing them to forgive their perpetrators, to allowing them to forgive these people that hurt them with their words or or physical touches, whatever they did. Thank you that you redeemed that, that they begin to enjoy sex with their spouses um, or or those that aren't married for their future spouse. Thank you, God, for restoring that in Jesus' name. And for those that, that are the companions. Mm-hmm. The, the husbands, the wives of those who have been hurt or molested or raped or whatever sexual abuse that has occurred, I pray that there would be a special grace on their life, a grace not to handle this, but a grace to walk with them through mm-hmm. it. I pray, just like the Word says, that if they have an ear, let them hear. Mm-hmm. I pray that they're open to listen, not to judge, listen to receive and to understand. I pray that you give them the ability to work through whatever pain they're going through. I pray that there's a special anointing, even on their, their renewed sense of purity and, and their sexual encounter with their wives or with their husband. I pray, God, that you would bless that union. I thank you, God, that they will be stronger, not because this interaction happened, but they're stronger because they are together. I pray that there is power in agreement and there's power in, 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 in having that compassion for what their spouse went through. God, thank you. Thank you for everybody listening to this right now, that wherever their ear is, God, that their heart is listening and that they would be healed. And this would be an aspect of their healing process because awareness is half the battle. And where we're aware, the Holy Spirit is at work. In Jesus' name.